Hi there, I'm Jean Godfrey June, and this is Megan O'Neill. We are the beauty editors at Goop. And you're listening to Goop's podcast series, The Beauty Closet, where we talk about all things beauty clean, non toxic beauty, of course, skincare, hair care, body care, self care, and the way we think about beauty both as individuals and in the wider culture. I learned so much cool stuff from this one. Our guest today is Dr. Karush Madahi, a board-certified, award-winning cosmetic dentist in Beverly Hills and the founder and CEO of Lumino Oral Essentials, which is a super chic, clean, non-toxic line of oral care. He's written three books. He was voted one of America's top dentists in the field of cosmetic and implant dentistry. What's amazing are his Lumino whitening strips. They're incredible. I've always been afraid to do tooth whitening because of all the chemicals and the bleach. I'm always kind of like, wouldn't that eventually get your tooth enamel? And these don't have bleach, so I tried them, and they are amazing. I like. I can't even tell you. It's kind of a miracle. And they're clean. Yeah, amazing that they're clean. And, and it's also pretty amazing just how much your teeth can impact your entire face and look. I remember someone was talking to my mom a million years ago when I was a teenager about how she was spending so much money on my braces, and she just had this rebuttal. She was just like, I want my daughter to have a chance in life and not have crazy buck teeth. <laughs> like it, it really matters. I wanted braces so badly when I was a kid. I wanted them so badly that Ugh. I convinced my mother that I had, I kept being like, I have this one tooth that feels funny in my mouth. And it was, I was absolutely lying. I got all the way, I told the dentist <laughs> that I got all the way to the orthodontist. And of course it was in the day before people were like, Oh yeah, we'll take your money. So they were like, <laughs> they were like, yeah, no, sorry, no braces. And I was totally dejected. And I'm not kidding. That tooth today is crooked. And I swear to God, I did it with my mind. Okay. I I love that tooth. I know what you're talking about. It's not crooked. It's like iconic how like Kate Moss had that like oh, tooth. Yeah. Like it makes you look like beautiful. Oh my God. That is it goes nice with like your hair say. and everything. Nice to say, but I see a picture and I'm like, oh my God, that has just got to be <laughs> fixed someday. But actually, and we'll get into this in the the podcast, every time I've mentioned it to someone, like, could I fix this? They're like, oh, yeah, you'd need to have a root canal to fix that. And Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so I was always like, oh, that sounds terrible. And wait till after this, we hear this podcast. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot to say about root canals. He has some really amazing tips just about what we should be doing to take care of our teeth. They're not what you expect. And all about our mouth microbiome. Incredible. Oh, Yeah. It's so interesting what he says about the microbiome and how not to have bad breath. His tips for that, like life-changing. Yeah. Let's get to the interview. Hello and welcome, Dr. Madahi. Hello there. At Goop, we talk a lot about clean beauty, a clean diet, clean cleaning products, and people are surprised to hear we talk about clean oral care and people are always kind of like, wait, that's a thing? They're surprised to find out that a lot of what they're using, toothpaste, tooth whiteners, mouthwash, everything can contain ingredients known or suspected to harm their health. How did you wake up to that and become involved in clean oral care? So first of all, thank you very much for having me on. I've been a dentist now for 33 years. I've spent the last mm. 20 years to figure out as to what would constitute a clean oral uh, care product that's effective and safe. Mm -hmm. Part of the issues in general with anything in the healthcare world with pharmaceuticals and things like that is that somewhat of the toxicity is okay. You will compromise the toxicity because of the benefits. So mm -hmm. people that get sick and they're taking medications all of the bar is, is the medication so toxic that will actually kill the person or not? <laughs> yeah, like right. in the case of chemotherapy or something where it's absolutely pretty right. bad side effect, but worth the... Yeah, the chemotherapy is the perfect example. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of the dental products are considered chemotherapeutic agents when we're going through dental school and people Whoa. are going through dental hygiene. They're, they're referred to as chemotherapeutic agents. Huh. So there is an inherent understanding on the healthcare professionals that there are things that are there that have side effects. Now, the easiest way to verify what I'm saying to you is true is that when you pick up 
any of their oral care products, the leading brand says, if you swallow, please seek medical attention. Yeah, yeah. It's always that's it right there. It automatically is telling you, "Do not swallow this." Yeah, this is not good for you. No, that's how you know. So we are compromising a bit of toxicity and side effects because of health benefits. So what happened is the so-called health benefits that I was looking for with the national brands with FDA-approved products even with natural products. Mm-hmm. I was not getting the results I was looking for in my patients. That was the number one thing, the light bulb, mm-hmm. was why, am I, why can't I find a product that gives me this particular result for my patients? Be it with whitening, be it with gum recession, be it with sensitivity, be it also with bleeding gums and gingivitis. Mm, right? Yeah. So that was the first thing. Then I started to look into the whole thing in terms of the ingredients, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first thing that struck me that didn't make any sense is that I have a practice in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cosmetic work. Everybody wants whiter teeth. Yes, Why right. would I add an artificial coloring, purple, blue, green, yellow, to the mouthwash. Yeah. Huh. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do they? This is not the color of the ingredients. This is an artificial coloring. And they're saying B, D, C, green, blue, purple, whatever it is. There's an artificial coloring that goes into the mouthwash to make it look like that. That was the first thing that didn't make any sense. The second thing was that in the dental school, and the entirety of dental profession is a lot of emphasis on oral cancer screening exam. Mm. So, and then the causes of oral cancer was always nicotine, cigarettes, and alcohol. Mm. So why is 95% of the mouthwashes out there has alcohol in it? Yeah, God. Then I started to get into even more ingredients, sodium lauryl sulfate. Why did that ingredient stand out? Is because I had multiple patients that their gums were peeling off and oh. they thought they had some sort of a disease and it was an allergic reaction to sodium lauryl sulfate, which is in majority of toothpaste. Yeah, when I talk to dermatologists, they say that people can have on the outside of their mouths also, that it's a very common, it's the first thing they ask when they see someone with an irritation, dermatitis on the outside of their mouth. Right. They're like, what toothpaste do you use? Exactly. Sodium lauryl sulfate is for foaming action, right? Mm-hmm. It has no other sort of a benefit. And when I started to research all the ingredients, I found out, no, there are natural forming actions from coconut rather than things Mm -hmm. that are more chemically based. So why wasn't that being used? And the interesting part about it all is that in order for you to have a clean product, it's going to be more expensive because the ingredients have to be very particular. The way they come together, essential oils are much more expensive rather than having extracts. Now, extracts don't really work no matter how much research I did on extracts. It's just the volume of extract you need in order for it to be effective is tremendous amounts, which doesn't exist. Yet, Mm -hmm. each drop of the essential oil is so much more powerful. So having essential oils rather than extracts is a whole food type of ingredients was much more expensive than regular things that they're putting together. So when and oils are so concentrated. It, yeah, Absolutely. They are. They are very much concentrated. So part of the issue is then how do you put the ingredients together that are actually effective? And then once you find out what are those ingredients, then how do you make sure that they're safe? And then what kind of clinical testing you have to do in order to prove that it is effective and safe. The whole idea of actually starting a product line started with just mixing things in my own conference room 
<laughs> for my own patients that I would mi mix in a bottle, I would give to them for them to try. And it was never an idea of actually creating a whole line of products for the general public. I just wanted to take care of my own patients. And right then up. what I saw was the effect was so amazing and so consistent. Then I started to expand the line and then it became something that I definitely wanted to share with the public. Cool. You wrote a whole book about this. Your latest book is called The Toxic Overload, The Truth About Your Body's Natural Defenses and How to Experience Whole Body Health. So right. in that book, you're obviously talking about this. What prompted you to write right. it? So the book is a culmination of, again, 20 years of research. And we talked about a clean oral care product. So I want to start with, we are the first, like Lumina Oral Essentials is the first non-toxic full line of oral care in the world. Mm. There is no other one that is certified non-toxic, which mm. is shocking to me. It is. And it would be shocking to most people. Sometimes get angry at me and say, how could it be that all of these companies, their products are toxic? Well, it is. There is a certain <laughs> level of toxicity. Wow. The second part that we don't know and we don't understand is that toxicity is not based on short-term. Toxicity is a long-term problem. Mm -hmm, so what does that sure. mean? It's a cumulative effect. You guys know this better than anybody else. And that's, that's why such podcasts are so important because you shed light in an area where there's some things that people don't fully know, but they're actually breakthrough ideas. And that breakthrough idea is that people that smoke cigarettes, they don't become sick or they don't get cancer after one cigarette, two cigarettes, one week, two weeks. It's a long-term effect. Definitely. The effect of asbestos on the lungs was not because you were living or working in a factory where there was asbestos for one week, two months. It's a long-term effect. Yeah. So the toxic cumulative load. effect is the toxic load, right? Mm. This is the key part that we really have to understand. So when you're consuming products that has pesticides and the pesticides are toxic, have toxicity and side effects, it's a long-term effect. What would that be? And most of these products that are out there, you've never really seen the long-term effect of the toxicity from these products is always short-term studies. So right. I, what I wanted to create was I definitely wanted to be a certified non-toxic, but you can be certified non-toxic and be very ineffective. For example, a certified non-toxic organic, completely safe mouthwash could be apple juice. <laughs> but it would be not so good as a mouthwash. <laughs> so if I would take the general population, I can divide them into four groups of people, the entirety of the population. Mm. One group would be people that are after gum and tooth health. Uh -huh. Another category was people that want whiter teeth. Another category could be people that have sensitive teeth that want less sensitive teeth. And another category would be people with dry mouth symptoms due to allergies, mouth breathing, medications, and all sorts of things, deviated septums that have dry mouth that they need some sort of oral care product to handle the symptoms. And there could be overlaps in terms of certain people that one, of course, they want healthy teeth and come by the white, they want whiter teeth. Of course, mm -hmm. they want whiter teeth, but less sensitive. All of those overlaps exist, but entirety of the population is one of these four categories. So what I did was we set up study designs that we would go head to head with the gold standards in terms of dentistry for sensitivity, for dry mouth, for whitening, and also for gum and tooth health in terms of inflammation, plaque control, and all of that. So we started to conduct studies in conjunction with independent university, University of California at Irvine, to figure out if our product is as effective as they are. And then the non-toxicity certifications are absolutely laboratory studies and all these other things that we had done ahead of time. So efficacy was very important. 
What is the right. most revolutionary concept is this. This is something that's known in the gut and on the skin, but nobody has ever talked about it in the mouth. 98% of your, the bacteria in your mouth are healthy, protective bacteria that are preventing disease and infection, which is your oral microbiome. Mm. 98%, that's huge. 98%. So are good, wow. Are good. So when you pick up mouthwash, toothpaste, or something, it kills 99.9% of the germs, oh. <laughs> 98% of oh the God. good bacteria are getting destroyed. That's crazy. That is. <laughs> that, that just that makes is. no sense. Now, yeah. why is the microbiome so important? Because it is the first line of defense. Every day, you're exposed to all sorts of pollutants in the air. Why don't you get a gum infection every single day or every single week or every, once a month? Why isn't that happening? It's the microbiome that's protecting your eyes. There's microbiome in your ears. That's why you don't get ear infections all the time. Mm. There's microbiome inside your nose that's protecting your lungs, actually. It's stopping it right there. There's yeah. microbiome in your gut, which is helping with all sorts of immunity, is also helping Emotion, with vitamin, vi yeah, vitamin production, vitamin K. The reason you don't bleed to death is because bacteria is producing vitamin K in your body. Mm. And then the mood, which is the serotonin and dopamine in your brain, is stimulated and produced out, out of the microbiome that's in your gut. And then there's right. microbiome in your birth canal. So when the baby is born, already is a coating of microbiome there. And then there's microbiome inside your mouth and a microbiome on your skin. So the microbiome is a first line of defense. So a lot of people talk about immune system as the end-all be-all to everything in terms of your health. And mm -hmm. they're constantly talking about how do we boost the immune system? Well, the first thing you can do is not destroy the microbiome. Yeah. Because the immune system is secondary to the microbiome. What's preventing you from constantly having infection and inflammation is the microbiome. That's the first line. Wow. Otherwise, and your immune system would be at work all, all times because we are getting exposed to all sorts of bacteria and viruses from surfaces to knobs to everything all day long. So how right. does the microbiome actually protect you? Yeah, and how do the, we preserve the, it? The microbiome is coating your mouth, is coating your skin, is coating your gut, is coating your mm -hmm. eyes, is coating your nose, is coating your ears. So what that does is that in order for you to become sick, there has to be something called a viral load. That means there has to be enough of penetration of ba bad bacteria and viruses mm -hmm. into an area, and they have to grow to a certain number for that to become an overwhelming type of a situation where you're getting sick, okay? Mm, yeah. In order for that to happen, the bacteria and the viruses have to figure out a way to attach and grow. Mm -hmm. So if the whole space is covered by your microbiome, there is no real room in terms of these bacteria and viruses, these harmful things, to actually stick. Mm -hmm. That's the right. first action. The first action is real estate. So imagine Manhattan. <laughs> Manhattan, there's no space for anything, for any new buildings, right? Or mm -hmm. any new anything coming in. Now, imagine with the products you're using on a daily basis, you destroy the entirety of real estate of Manhattan. Anything and every, anybody and everybody can come in there now. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Okay. So, so that's this the is, first action. This is like right. toothpaste, mouthwash, everything? We start with toothpaste, mouthwash on a daily basis. <laughs> now we talk about organic fruits and vegetables that have pesticides because all of the pesticides are antimicrobial, antibacterial. Oh, right. All the no. pesticides. Wow. You don't so think fruits, about it vegetables, yeah. right? And then the meat. So uh, ninety-eight percent of yeah. the meat has antibiotic and hormones in it. 
So that is also destroying. So what is it? Destroys microbiome in the mouth and destroys microbiome in your gut, whatever you're swallowing. Yeah. Wow. That is incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Your whole product line is amazing and we'll get to it. I'm especially in love with the whitening strips. Like I'm amazed at how well they work. They contain only eight ingredients. There's like essential oil, sea salt, coconut oil. And Unlike conventional whitening strips that use harsh chemicals to bleach teeth, which I would imagine affect this microbiome you're talking about, I always suspected like, oh, it's also going to take off sort of a layer of your teeth and how could that be good? How could that make your teeth whiter? But why is bleaching teeth problematic? Is it the microbiome? Is it other things? Yeah. Microbiome in the bleaching of the teeth is secondary Mm. to the irritation of the enamel and the gums. Okay. So... Hydrogen peroxide is the main effective ingredient in the whitening products that you use, either in when you go to a dentist's office to get whitening, the bleaching gels, to mm-hmm. over-the-counter bleaching gels, to what's in the whitening toothpaste and mouthwash. All of it has some sort of a hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide is an interesting thing because it has an oxidizing agent wherever you have an oxidizing ingredient, there Mm -hmm. can be harm to the molecular structures that it comes in contact with. Yeah, in skincare, we use antioxidants to try to keep our skin healthy. (laughs) Exactly. That's right. So why are we exposing our mouth to things that are oxidizing on purpose? Mm -hmm. So the whitening, the hydrogen peroxide, if overuse of it, which means if you're brushing your teeth with whitening toothpaste and mouthwash, which contains that ingredient over Mm -hmm. time, is not only going to cause more sensitivity, but it also breaks down the enamel. And then the gum irritation is the same thing. So the whole concept, why I became so interested in finding an alternative to hydrogen peroxide was I saw my patients over time First of all, the teeth were getting more sensitive, but more importantly, the consumption of uh, staining liquids is gone through the roof. And, and that, oh, really? That consumption is mainly due, initially started with Starbucks. As Starbucks oh. became more popular, the consumption of tea and coffee also went up through the roof. And then huh. we add <laughs> red wine. We uh-huh. are juicing red juice, uh, red juices, and the green juices, and then the blueberries. Mm-hmm. You've got all, and then the soy oh, sauce, no. and the barbecue sauce, and the tomato sauce, and everything. It's become so difficult to keep anyone's teeth actually <laughs> white because of all this. Oh. Um, so even these natural things, like really, really stained teeth, like beet absolutely. juice. Or, huh. oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Beet juice. Oh, no. I've been Uh, drinking fermented beet juice. (laughs) So so there's a solution for all of these things. So Mm. one of the things I tell my patients is that if you're drinking a juice, use a straw. Don't don't drink it out of a bottle straight because Mm -hmm. it hits your front teeth and it stains it gray. There's a graying effect. So the things that make you look older is one of them is the teeth getting gray looking. It's not so much yellow. It's gray. Okay. The things that makes your teeth gray is the, the beet juice, blueberries, red no. wine, <laughs> green tea. Green tea. Really? Green tea? Nobody thinks green tea actually no. stains teeth. But it yeah. stains I've teeth heard black gray. tea. Huh, black okay. tea is yellow. Yellow. Yellowness. But gray is the, worse. <laughs> The gray is worse. So oh, no. uh, black tea and coffee makes your teeth yellow. The rest of these things make your teeth gray. Soy sauce, wow. gray. Barbecue sauce, gray. What about so, lemon water? I've heard a lot of people drink a glass of like lemon water in the morning, and that's acidic. Yeah. I don't know if that causes problems for the teeth. There's actually a lot of people that use lemon water in the morning. So lemon is the most acidic thing on earth. So it has a pH of one. You cannot get anything more acidic than that. What it is, if you are going to drink lemon water, the things that I always suggest is that do not do more than half a lemon per eight ounce of water. You have to dilute it. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. And straw would be best if you could. 
Mm-hmm. But if you're going to drink it out of an open cup, uh-huh. do not brush your teeth for half an hour because you will re- remove the enamel. The enamel oh, softens due to the tip. acidity of the lemon water. Before, oh. don't brush your teeth or after or both? After. after. Okay, that is good to know. I am going to use is. that tip because I'm just thinking, I was like <laughs> lemon water, beet juice, yeah. and coffee in the morning and blueberries I eat. I've got to no. like change so, my ways. Okay, so coffee. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna drink coffee, drink it with a lid on it, because okay. anytime you drink coffee with an open cup, you're staining all of your front teeth. If you <laughs> use a lid, a vented lid, you mm-hmm. decrease the amount of staining by 60 percent. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, and then- I don't I don't suggest using straw, drinking hot tea oh, or yeah. coffee. You end up getting lines, smoker lines on your mm-hmm. lips over time. Yes, I get okay. those because I whistle. <laughs> I, I have an interesting story about that because how I learned about this part of it with the smoker lines and everything. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of uh, people that are maybe models or movie stars and things that I treat and making sure all their teeth looks beautiful and everything. And, mm-hmm. and I saw them always, the back of their teeth is stained, but not the front of their teeth. And I said, uh-huh. so what do you do to keep your teeth white? He says, well, yeah, I use whitening products. But I said, so why is the back of the teeth stained so much? He says, because I drink like multiple coffees per day. So how do you keep your front of your teeth not to get the coffee stained? He said, I, I, I use a straw. I, I don't mm-hmm. drink anything without a straw. So wow. having these patients in my practice, over a 10-year period, I saw all of them develop these smoker lines on their lips and i asked them do you smoke and they said no no and it was all due to this straw my god that is (laughs) wait how do your whitening strips work compared to okay the ingredients and the combination of ingredients that are key is that the coconut oil sage or lemon peel oil instead of using the hydrogen peroxide in that combination with the percentages that I figured out is the one that's whitening your teeth. And it's not causing any sensitivity because none of it is acidic. Lemon lemon oil, I mean, uh, lemon, it's acidic. Lemon peel oil is actually has a a pH of six, which is not acidic at all. Not acidic, yeah. Interesting. Non-acidic. And, and do your clean strips that don't have hydrogen peroxide, obviously, do they make your teeth look as white as the bleaching ones? Or, or do you not want your teeth to look that white because right. it's sort of like okay, unnatural? So, so the unnatural bleaching that you get sometimes from the bleaching materials is the dehydration that it is causing. But hmm. we have done clinical studies head to head with other whitening products and we've shown that we whiten as well as them without hydrogen peroxide. And everything that I'm telling you, are, there's 51 clinical studies. It's wow. all on our website at oralcentrals.com. And most of these studies, not only they're published, but they're also done by independent universities. Amazing. What about bad breath? I know sometimes it's an indicator of really serious health issues. You know, how do you tell those apart? And then garden variety, bad breath, I guess. What's the strategy that's not toxic? Okay, so I'm going to first talk about what's oral related and then what is systemic, right? Oral related is that if you eat onions, so there's certain things you're consuming, garlic, onions, and all these things, it causes bad breath, right? Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, So that is due to the diet itself. Certain lifestyles, so smoking and drinking Mm. alcohol also causes bad breath. Alcohol dries out the mouth and Mm. that causes bad breath. Okay. So that's a lifestyle relationship to bad breath. Mm -hmm. When we go a bit deeper is where there is gingivitis, gum disease, tartar buildup, plaque, cavities, and all of those things, which is something is actually happening within the oral cavity that is not okay. It then causes bad breath. That bad breath is coming from accumulation of bacteria. It's very much into the bacteria, and especially the type of bacteria that are sulfur-producing that causes the bad breath. So... Interestingly enough, 
people always go toward chewing gum or mint or some of the yeah. mouthwashes that has a strong mint flavor, right? Mm-hmm. And thinking that the mint is going to freshen their breath. In actuality, mint is a masking agent. Okay. What that means is that it masks the bad breath, but it doesn't really do anything about bad breath. So it's very, very temporary. It mm-hmm. only may last somewhere between 15 minutes to an hour. So what you want to consider is what can be done that would be more longer lasting. Then you're talking about clove, basil, ginger, parsley. They're much better in terms of controlling bad breath at its root cause rather than masking it with mints. So you should just like, it would be at, way more effective to chew on some parsley or ginger, like just Absolutely. the real thing. Absolutely. Ah. Ginger is always the best. I, I want it. Really? So when I was doing the research, I put clove and basil in my mouth. All my mouthwashes has clove and basil mm-hmm. and some mints, but the clove and basil, especially for bad breath. My number one choice was ginger, but it destroyed the taste of the mouthwash. And I oh. couldn't have that. But that would have huh. been my number one choice. Ginger. That's so, so ginger. interesting. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. You could always just chew on a little ginger, which is will wake you right up. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I feel like when people do chew on mint gum, it like, yeah, it, it just masks it. You're like, oh, that smells like mint and bad breath. <laughs> yeah, well, that's so the thing, don't it. you? Yeah. And you eventually learn to associate the smell of mint with with bad breath. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now we're talking about any type of a GI problem. So there's stomach issues, Mm. people that have sort of issues in terms of the regurgitation of acid, acid reflux. Oh, yeah. Some types of diseases such as lung cancer also can be in terms of bad breath as well. Wow. So there is certain systemic diseases that comes out of bad breath that has nothing to do with the mouth at all. So that's right. why if the oral hygiene is okay and there's no cavities or gum disease, right? And if the diet is being watched and still there is bad breath, one really needs to go and figure out what's going on in the stomach or other parts of the body that could be causing it. So it's an indicator of, of some an imbalance Absolutely. in the body. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, the, the one thing that I want to emphasize on is one other category called dry mouth. Mm. So this is the, uh, I wrote a book prior to toxic overload, the hidden epidemics. And one mm. of the hidden things that I was talking about was dry mouth is also very, very important for your listeners. So dry mouth, in basically what happens is that there is a decrease saliva in your mouth. It's not that much, yeah. but it's enough that what it does is that the saliva, again, is another first line of defense against cavity-causing bacteria. If you don't have saliva, cavity-causing bacteria multiply and go through the roof. So it's a key part of what we need in terms of overall health, in terms of the oral, oral care, to make sure that these bacteria are not going rampant. So when they are going rampant, you're going to have uncontrolled cavities in your mouth. I've had patients, they don't have sugar, they have Mm -hmm. excellent oral hygiene, yet they get cavities every few months. Cavities, 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 cavities. And it makes no sense why they're getting these cavities. It's due to dry mouth. Wow. So now we go, why is it an epidemic? I've been a dentist for 33 years. I have been able to see the actual evolution of many different things. One of them was the sensitivity I was telling you because of the consumption of staining liquids. The other one is dry mouth. So the dry mouth that I used to see for the first 10 years of my practice was only related to elderly patients that were on medication. That was the main group. After the first 10 years, I started to see another explosion of dry mouth, but it had to do with younger generations 
mainly because they were on either antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. Wow. Huh. So when you look at the side effects, you go to the CDC Center for Disease Control, you look at for causes of dry mouth, the first one is medication. The first group is antidepressants, anti-anxiety, anti-psychotic drugs, the, wow. uh, the sort of the psychotropic drugs. It yeah. has an effect on the neurotransmitter called acetylcholine in the brain, which mm -hmm. regulates saliva. Oh my God, wow. that's amazing. <laughs> Everything is so tied together. It's just... It's, it is. Now, the interesting part is that there is 450 different medications that has dry mouth as a side effect. So if you take Tylenol every day, if you take Advil every day, if you take Aleve every day, any of these pain medications, yeah. every day you will develop dry wow. mouth. Heart medication, diabetic medication, kidney medication, all of these have these types of things. But what was interesting, the people that were on antidepressants, they were taking it every single day. Yeah. And right. that's what, right. that accumulation was what was causing these huge proportions of people that were having dry mouth and very young. That's, so wow. what I started to see is that uncontrolled cavities in people that have very good oral hygiene, they are fit and they don't consume sugar. And that was the only thing I could find in them. That was a commonality. The, co is... the common denominator. And then when I looked at the medication, it said as a side effect, it was dry mouth. And dry mouth. the side effect was never communicated to these patients as that there's a side effect of dry mouth. Dry so mouth and that that might be... cause... You know, dry mouth, cavity, yeah, cavity, but that yeah. also it sounds so innocuous, yeah, yeah, right, right. So, for those people that have to be on medications, I tell them that you have to have the hydrating mouthwash, which oh. we are increasing saliva flow. So, mm. one other thing is that people think if they have dry mouth, they drink water, their mouth is moist, the problem is gone. Actual drinking of water makes the problem worse. I would imagine, yes, yeah, different. <laughs> you have very little saliva and you dilute the little you have with more water. Oh. So you make the saliva even less effective because there's wow. constant water that's diluting. You so have you to increase saliva. So huh. the ingredients that I used was, again, this is going to be interesting for you guys, is coconut oil, grapeseed oil, but the mm. key one was the cayenne pepper oil that stimulates saliva flow. Oh. Wow. That so is so interesting. If, it really right, is. So in the, in the clinical studies with the dry mouth patients, we showed that we went from less than two milliliters to five and a half milliliters of saliva every two minutes when they're using the mouthwash on a consistent basis. It has to be three, four times a day. Wow. Well, I mean, it's so great that it's a solution though. So, yeah. Right. So that's one part of it. The other part I think that's very interesting. You look at the rise of allergies, mm -hmm. right? If you look in the general population, the allergy has gone up. Right. It, mm -hmm. There's environmental factors in terms of allergies because of pollutants and everything. There is also a, more of allergies due to food allergies that's causing allergies as well. But the allergies, the fact that you cannot breathe through your nose causes dry mouth because you're breathing through your mouth. Uh, so yeah. those people that have a lot of allergies, they have dry mouth. And again, they would get cavities. Right. Right. Okay. That's amazing. So that was the second group of people that I saw is also the numbers are increasing. Yeah. There's so many of people are having allergies, allergies now that there wasn't such a numbers before. And then we're talking then with people that have deviated septums that they cannot breathe through their nose, their mouth breathers. That was another group of people that I would refer them to an ENT to make sure that uh, they can fix the deviated septum. So the mouth breathing would stop. Now, believe it or not, the group that I'm looking at today is people that are wearing masks all day long. Oh, that is a new group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dry mouth, dry mouth, bad yeah. breath, cavities. Things are changing now. 
So yeah. now we've put the masked mouth in terms of also dry mouth and bad breath is due to the what happens is that after a little, especially people that they have an activity where they cannot constantly breathe through their nose, but if they're exercising or they're running around, they're moving around, they're also yeah. breathing through their mouth. So yes. it becomes a mouth breathing problem because they're wearing uh-huh. the mask all the time. So that is also now a new group of people that we're dealing with in terms of bad breath and in terms of dry mouth and in terms of cavities as well. Wow. That is a big group. Now this is slightly, totally different topic. And I just wanted to get your take on what's your position on root canals. There's some controversy around them. and Sure. Sure, sure. So Hmm. I want to educate the listeners with regards to the two school of thoughts with regards to root canals and where they come from and where do I stand with it. Traditional dentistry believes that you can save a tooth with root canals and it doesn't decrease the life of the tooth and you can have it forever, right? So that's the traditional. The biological holistic dentistry is absolutely against root canals because it says Mm -hmm. that there's always going to be toxicity because the tooth is dead around the root of the tooth. And that toxicity can be linked to different organs of the body due to the teeth have meridians and connections with different organs in the body, according to Eastern medicine as well. Mm -hmm. So interestingly enough, I have seen both spectrum of this, but I will also add another layer. So in certain countries, such as Switzerland or Germany, if you have cancer, mm-hmm. before you can get cancer treatment, you have to remove all of the mercury and you have to extract all of your root canal teeth. Wow. So they believe that the toxicity is, uh, is hampering your immune system and will mm. hamper cancer treatment as a result. Oh. Another interesting thing is that for a period of time, I was traveling to Italy and I would treat patients in Italy. And the interesting thing that I saw, 80% of the Italian patients that I was treating had improper, incomplete root canals. Yet, there was no sign of infection or disease or symptoms associated with any of these teeth. Okay? I take those same root canals I see it in my American patients, in the patients that I'm actually treating in the United States. 80% of those people will develop infection, will develop all sorts of symptoms. What is the difference at the end? Why is it these root canals? So I go back. You have to look at your body as a whole system. You cannot just look at it in terms of teeth or root canals. Just this piece and that piece. Right. Because when you look in in Italy, there is no pesticides. It's all Mm. organic food and vegetables. Hmm. So the organic, inorganic food and vegetables that's destroying the microbiome, that compromises the immunity, it will have a different type of an effect with root canal teeth than what we are experiencing over there. So I do believe you cannot look at things in a vacuum and say that, oh, root canals are bad. I have, Mm. overall, I have seen root canals last without any symptoms in so many patients. And I have seen also root canal teeth become such a huge problem in certain patients. I think it is also dependent upon the immune system and what other things are going on within those people that makes this problem to be much worse for them than others in general. Interesting. Huh. And you and, would- and the so patients that have had the extractions, unfortunately, sometimes also there is certain things that uh, those holistic dentists and biological dentists are also against uh, implants or titanium. So they mm-hmm. end up being without teeth, which also affects their chewing ability. So mm-hmm. how could I tell people to just take teeth out just because of having root canals when it will impair other things if you want to be completely holistic and biological dentist. 
So there's right. things that are going wow. on that you have to look as a whole, and you really have to pay attention to that person's body's reaction to these things. Right. Going back more to the cosmetics of teeth and, you know, how gray teeth can can make you look, can age you. You wrote a book called Anti-Aging Dentistry, Anti-Aging and Teeth. Do our teeth really have the ability to make us look more youthful or more fresh or how to, what is that? Very good question. The whole concept behind the writing of that book, where it actually originated in the, around 2002, to all the way to 2008, 10, I was involved in a lot of makeover shows on TV. Mm. And so the makeover shows are whole body uh, makeover. So you would do teeth, there would be facelifts or nose jobs and Lasix and hair, makeup, Botox, fillers, all sorts of different things. But because I would, most of the time, before they would do any type of a plastic surgery or anything else, I would be working on these patients and working on their teeth as a first thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would go first. Mm. So what I found out was that there is a phenomenon which is very simple. As you're growing up, there is fat in your cheeks that is sort of getting rid of some of the imperfections that are going on inside your mouth. So if mm-hmm. you have a very narrow arch, so your upper teeth are narrow from side to side, what happens is as you get to age 25, 28, 30, and the fat within your cheek starts to decrease, you will see black holes next to your teeth. And huh. those black holes is mainly due to the fact that you had a narrow arch, not just because you've lost the fat in your cheeks. And the other thing is that your upper and lower front teeth is what it is doing is giving you your lips volume. So your upper Mm. lip is very thin. Most likely your upper teeth are inward rather than being in the proper place. And the same thing with your lower teeth. And if your teeth are really grinded down, your mouth clo- overcloses and you end up having these lines at the corner of your lips. And then you look like you have a frown. So oh, these I were think I have that. <laughs> concepts. Oh, you do not. I so do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so these were the concepts behind anti-aging dentistry. So all I was trying to do is the first thing also whiter teeth is more youthful grayer teeth is more aging right Mm -hmm. then the second part of it is that straighter teeth looks also healthier more youthful more crooked teeth is also unhealthy as well so straighter teeth whiter teeth and then expanding the arch so we build the arch out with sometimes um crowns and veneers and things like that, Mm. that gives the support to the lips and the cheeks. As a result, what that does, it fills up the one lower one third of the face and it feels like there is a sort of a lift, but the lift is coming due to the proper position of the teeth now. It's like plumping everything. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's the anti-aging dentistry. Uh, world. One other simple thing I want to also talk about is the connection between oral health and whole body health. There is mm. plenty of studies now that shows gum disease causes heart disease, diabetes, lung cancer, premature really? babies. Really? Miscarriage? Wow. Yeah, yeah, premature babies as well, and uh, colorectal cancer, and the latest one is Alzheimer. And wow. so the oh. reason for this is that when you have any type of a gingivitis and gum disease in your mouth, what that means is that there's an active bacteria, unhealthy bacteria that's going on inside your mouth that can get into your bloodstream, can be absorbed into your body from the tissues of your mouth, and or it can be swallowed, can get into your stomach. So there's multi-ways of these type of things that can penetrate your body. So it's very, very important to make sure that you have proper oral health. 
And one of the things that I'm telling everybody, even in terms of this whole pandemic, make sure you're getting the proper cleanings, make sure you have the proper oral hygiene going on, because when you don't, the chances of viral load, meaning that the number of viruses that can be in your mouth can go up mm. due to not having a healthy mouth, not having healthy gums. So make sure whatever you're putting in your mouth, it gets absorbed into your body. It's a key yeah, right. point. Right? right. That's why when you have these types of problems into in your mouth, it can get absorbed into your body and it can travel all over the place. From infections to inflammations Toxins, and all sorts yeah. of things can go right. all over your body as a result of it. That's why we need to have a healthy mouth. Wait, but what about oil pulling? Great. So so the reason behind the concept that I came up with in terms of the whitening partially due was due to oil pulling. So oil mm. pulling is mainly coconut oil or sesame seed oil that what it does, it is uh, taking the toxins out of your gums. It's a very healthy wow. thing. The main problem that I saw in it, that you would have to do it for 15 to 20 minutes, which I started to see TMJ issues with those people that were doing oil pulling. Oh, so it was huh. put a lot of pressure on their jaw muscles. That's huh. why I wanted to figure out a way to take the benefits of oil pulling, but figure it out in a different type of a formulation that I uh, incorporated in all of my mouthwashes that has the coconut oil and all of these different things that would get the benefits of oil pulling, but you wouldn't have to do it more than 60 seconds minimum. Oh, wow. Uh, so you don't get the impact on the jaw muscles. Cool. That's amazing. Okay. So the, in terms of the product line, the name of the product is Lumino Oral Essentials. We are in about 4,500 stores, Walgreens, mm-hmm. certain Whole Foods, Wegmans, and you can amazing. go to the store lo- locator on oralessentials.com to see the studies, to see where we are, you can get it there. You can buy it on our website. And we are also available on Amazon. We've got some stuff on Goop too. <laughs> yes. I, I think the whitening. Well. Though I think the whitening. Is the whitening strips. Sure. That's yeah. right. That's Goop. I do love them. Well, thank you so much for, for explaining all of this for us. It, it was just incredibly eye-opening. You're so very welcome. Really I really amazing. want to appreciate and, and tell you how appreciative I am of what you guys do yeah. and Goop in general. I, what you are doing on a consistent basis is how we are going to change the world. And you guys at the forefront of it. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It. You thank are changing you. the world too. <laughs> thank you. Clean oral care. It. Well, thank you. That was amazing. And I just learned so much. Like oh. my mind is kind of blown. Me too. I, the, I mean, dry mouth causing all the... Yeah problems and yeah. the cause of it were so interesting. The thing about the antidepressants, I was Oh my God. That was, that was really nutty. And I also I the microbiome, just the thing he was saying about how in different countries what they have to say about that you'd need to take no, any good. root canals out because people are eating organic food that that that's lessening the problems. And it does make sense. Yeah. Like their antibiotics and meat, their milk and all those things, conventional. So, it makes so much sense. It makes it's sense. just everything is so connected that it, it just, yeah. Yeah. You got to look at things holistically. Nothing is, as he said, in a vacuum. Yeah. Well, I remember like a jillion years ago when they were first sort of discovering that like gu- gum disease was an indicator and they didn't know which, whether whether the heart disease was causing the gum disease and mm-hmm. the gum disease was contributing to the heart disease, but that they, that they were linked. And then as he, he talked about, it's linked to all these other health conditions. And so it's just so important to, to keep your mouth in good shape and to using the right products that aren't going to deplete your whole microbiome. I mean, the idea that you yeah. kill all the bacteria that were helping you defend yourself. I, I was right. kind of amazed. Yeah, and and I feel like the your dentist appointment is sort of the first thing to go when you're busy. Like everyone's oh, so busy, sure. and it's like you don't have time to go to the dentist, and like whatever <laughs> the dentist. But but go, like I'm I'm like psyched I'm, to go now. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna go. <laughs> oh my god, and I have to change my breakfast. Everything. Okay. Yeah. You know, what I, you know what I have for breakfast? I have freaking coffee. 
I always have blueberries. I have, before I have breakfast, I have the lemon water, which he discussed. I've been really into this fermented beet juice that I get at the farmer's market. Okay, what is that? That just sounds so appealing. It's this Russian, it's called kvass, and it's like salty and vinegary, and it's like bright, bright purple, and it's... I really like it. Some people are like, whoa, that's too intense. But the it's best- It's like borscht It Except it's it's not so sweet as borscht. It's more a okay. salty, vinegary kind of thing because it's fermented. It makes the most like chic looking cocktail that you've ever seen. If you take a little <laughs> of that, you take some fizzy water and you can make a mocktail or else you can put some vodka in there and then Ooh. maybe float a little whatever garnish you like, like a little mint or something on the top. It looks like you put a thousand crazy, you know, food colorings in there, but it's just natural. It's just the beet, oh which I God. guess is the contributor to the teeth. Like yeah. everything, everything he said I that was bad that. I ate for breakfast. <laughs> it, yeah. What, like what, what do you do? I guess he said what to do. Like don't brush your teeth after the lemon water. That was, that such was a good cool. Tip. That was such yeah. a good tip. Because I always yeah, wonder about that. I do. I was, I'm always like, should I brush my teeth or not brush my teeth? And now I know it's a half hour. Wait, at least half a half hour. hour afterwards. Yeah. And and you can drink it all with a straw, although it may give you smoker lines eventually. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's a I'm good tip. I'm not a big straw lady. And I already am going to get the smoker lines because I whistle kind of involuntarily as well. Um, you do not have them. I do. <laughs> I do. And like, wait, dermatologists will be like, I see that you have, do you smoke? And I'm like, no, I whistle. <laughs> and I'm trying to stop. <laughs> well, yeah, straws aren't the best anyway, but, but there are those metal straws. Yeah, but you wouldn't want coffee. Do. You wouldn't want coffee with a metal straw. That would hurt. True. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I am really excited to, to get like his toothpaste and mouthwash. I'm like, yeah. I'm totally sold. <laughs> yeah. You've always loved those whitening strips. Yeah, I have. And it's so interesting. You and I both started experimenting with oil pulling. Oil pulling. Um, yeah. Uma, she has this incredible oil pulling. It's part of a set, like an Ayurvedic re- reset set. <laughs> I don't mind the 15 minutes and I, it, I, don't I do either. think it makes my teeth whiter. I do notice that. So I now that his it, it makes sense that his tooth whitening tech is sort of based in that idea. It makes a whole lot yeah. of sense. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. and I do I do not mind the 15 minutes either. It yeah. sort of goes by really fast if you just like go about your routine. Yeah. And I guess now we know not to like clench our teeth or something while we're doing it. Yeah. No yeah, TMJ. Gotta listen to that again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh he, he was so good. He was so good. I just, oh, I wish I was in Beverly Hills. I would go straight to his office. <laughs> oh my God. A clean dentist? Like, uh, why are there not more of those? Yeah. Yeah. There are some in New York. There are definitely some naturopathic dentists. I've actually been to one who was great, Dr. Curatola. We did a story with him on the site and he was great. He yeah. talked about the microbiome in your mouth and I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that was, was a great. good one. So on the site, I do a column called Megan Tries It, and you do one called Ask Jean, and we get a whole bunch of beauty questions. And we're going to answer them all here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So should we get into today's Ask Me Anythings? Or maybe ask us anything? Yes. And if anyone's listening and has a question they want us to answer here, just send it over to Goop on Instagram or Facebook. It could be about self-tanner, crow's feet, dry shampoo, parabens, our favorite bath soak, non-toxic lube. Or anything else. Now to today's question. This question's from Susan K. Can you recommend a great face wash for sensitive skin? Sensitive skin, like all skin, everybody's is different. And so there's always some trial and error when it comes to skincare. And if you've got sensitive skin, you want to tread carefully and start with start with ones that are recommended for sensitive skin for sure. The ones that I like from the Goop site that I think, you know, have the best track record with sensitive and A, anything on the Goop site is for me, a, a little safer in for sensitive skin in that it's clean. It doesn't have a lot of the potentially irritating chemicals that conventional beauty products put into their products liberally, um, especially cleanser. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. often detergents. You know, detergent like you would be using to get oil off a road. You know, <laughs> definitely 
goes into yeah, can go into skincare, you know, whether it's shampoo or it's face wash, and it's just there to make it foamy. And luckily, clean chemistry has figured out how to make something foamy if you really want it to be foamy without detergents. But when you're yeah. talking about a just a regular conventional face cleansers, you're often using really harsh detergents on your face and that can really bother sensitive skin. That said, even, you know, sort of drilling down into what's really great specifically for sensitive skin, there's a new brand called Symbiome that I love. It's based on protecting the skin's microbiome. You think about, you know, the microbiome in your gut. We have a similar system going on our skin. And when you strip away everything, that's not not healthy for the skin. And so their whole... All their products, including their cleanser, are designed to support your skin's microbiome, and it's especially recommended for sensitive skin. We also carry this great line called Pi, um, like P-A-I, from England, and the, um, the whole idea behind the line was clean skincare for sensitive skin. And they make this oil cleanser that I actually used this morning with my Sonicare R.I.P. Um, <laughs> Why are they, they uh they got rid of Sonicare like it's it's um oh. it's, it, there was a big article in the Times like they closed the company and so it was it was owned by oh L'Oreal and they closed it and I just yeah I still have mine I'm hanging on yeah what are you gonna um, do yeah <laughs> I'm I'm just not facing the facts yet because I still have one and I still have brush heads <laughs> which is apparently there's like a world worldwide like oh. run on them as you might imagine. But anyway, back to sensitive skin, the pie oil cleanser is really great. I mean, I use it and it, it, it both, you know, just really cleanses, but leaves your skin feeling soft. And it, it also washes away really easily. You know, some people associate an oil cleanser with, with staying on your face and the the pie one really doesn't. It's great. Thanks again for joining us on The Beauty Closet. You can learn more about our new podcast series at goop.com slash beautyclosetpodcast. If you're liking what you're hearing, please rate and review the podcast and share it with a friend.